Welcome to the Unveiled Sisterhood. We're Brooke and Jess, and we run the Unveiled Bride Tribe. We lead retreats, mentor programs, and healing and breakout sessions, and this podcast. We're about to introduce you to some amazing stories of women who have left a very tough chapter to step into healing, truth, and abundance. Find out the whole story on episode four. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Back in December of 2018, Brooke and I had an opportunity to visit with Miss Kim Bulger, and she had just gotten back from Date with Destiny two days prior to this recording, and she is so excited to share with us a little bit about what happened there, but also the little background of where she came from and why she decided to go down this path. Let's dive in. So I'm originally from New York oh. and 11 years ago, my husband and I moved to Northern California because uh, we were tired of New York City. It was kind of getting to us, wearing us down, just like the, the speed of life there was just getting overwhelming. So we ended up moving to Northern California. We lived next door to my best friend from childhood for two years. Yeah, we've been friends since we're three. Um, it was amazing. And then we moved to LA in 2000. Well, he moved 2011 and I moved 2012 because I had just started teaching the school year because I was teaching preschool at the time. Um, and I was like, I can't just pick up and leave. I've been teaching like the school year just started. So we did yeah. the long distance thing for six months and then it just got to be too much. So I ended up moving down here in March 2012, and I've been here ever since, and I freaking love it. Oh, yeah. This is the best. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Like, I didn't even want to move here. I was like, no, I'm staying in NorCal. You can go live in LA. And then I, when I got here, and after like a month, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best place ever. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I hear that. (laughs) Um, So then I got another teaching job. I did that for four years, and I got to a point where I was like, I need a change. So a little bit of background on that, on that, I taught for 20 years preschool. I was a teacher, a mentor, a site director, um, and an EYC coordinator for my, for one of my schools. Like I've done everything in school world, lots of things. Wow. But it just got to the point where I was like, I need a change. I felt, I felt really, really stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up, to, where, where are we? We're in 2018. So two and a half years ago, I resigned from my teaching job. And I've pretty much left that career behind, except for the occasional subbing. And I've actually started consulting with with people who want to start preschools Mm -hmm. in California, helping them with like the licensing process, because I I worked a lot on that as well. So I've been doing that, which brings me a lot of joy because I'm helping people get their dream started. Yeah, and really enjoying doing that. Um, So but it was about two and a half years ago, after I left my career, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with myself? Like I literally was, had no idea, but I knew I needed something different. And I'd been, so I moved into using Rodan and Field skincare uh, mm-hmm. almost three years ago. And right after I resigned, I was like, well, I need some kind of an income and I want to help people. So I became a consultant with RNF and I help people change their skin and make them feel really good about the skin they're in. And then my husband said to me, hey, I can get two for one tickets to a Tony Robbins event. Do you want to go? 
and this is what's funny about the whole my whole journey up to date. I was like, can I curse? Is that okay? Can I say, can I drop an F bomb? Okay, yes. Okay. I was like, fuck that. I'm not into self-help. <laughs> like literally, I was like, no. And he's like, well, there's this documentary. Just watch the documentary. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. He goes, I'll watch it with you. I said, all right, fine. If you watch it with me, I'll, I'll do it. Because I, I could tell it was really important to him. So I did it. And about three quarters of the way through, he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And I thought, how dare you? You just convinced me <laughs> and you're bailing on me. But I was so, I was so involved in the documentary that I, I watched it to the end. And by the very end of it, I was sobbing, like hyperventilating, hyperventilating sobbing. And I was like, Ooh, if I'm having this kind of reaction, I should probably go check out this Tony Robbins guy. Because the only thing I knew about him was from Shallow Hal. Like, I, really <laughs> no. I swear, like, that's all I knew. And I didn't, re- so I really didn't know much about the guy. And yeah. so knowing myself, I thought, well, I better tell Brian now that I want to go. And he was already asleep. So he has three different emails. So I emailed all three of them and I sent him a text and all it said is I'll go. By the time I woke up the next morning, he, I, I think I woke up like eight, between eight and nine, he'd already bought the tickets and I had gotten my welcome email. Like, congratulations, you're going to UPW. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? I told and the the funny part is I told nobody I didn't tell anyone that I was doing it because I didn't want people I didn't want to hear people's judgment on it yeah and so when I finally did tell people the first response I got was are you joining a cult (laughs) so let's pause there for just a second okay very good I did the same thing like when I first signed up to go I was invited from a friend to go and I thought it was the coolest thing, but I didn't want to share with anybody. Why did I want to keep it to myself? Why did you want to keep it? Why did you want to keep that to yourself? I think because I was unsure mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I think honestly, like, I think I was unsure about it and I wasn't feeling fully, like I knew I said I would go because of the way I reacted to the documentary and because also I could tell that it was really important to Brian, mm-hmm. that it's something we did together. So I wanted to honor him in that way by going. But I also was just not 100% sure about it. So I just didn't tell anyone. And it was so outside of what I would ever do for me yeah. that I think I was, I was afraid of the reactions that I was going to get. Right. Yeah. And so the, the initial reaction was like, you're going to join, you're joining, what are you thinking? You're joining a cult. And I was like, yeah. it's not a cult. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I'm just going to go. And if I don't like it, I'll leave. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Well, so good. right. And so it's true. It's right. So even literally I started people, we left on the, so it started on a Thursday. We left that morning to go up there just because we didn't want to spend an extra night on a hotel. Cause yeah. I did San Jose in November, 2016. Yeah. So I told people like the day before. <laughs> <laughs> because here's, I was, here's I was question. It's just like, how many times do people go to a concert and spend a good chunk of money on a concert? but they don't spend the money on themselves. Yes, it's true. It's Mm. true. It's true. And, or even on any, even on like a handbag, people will spend thousands of dollars on a name brand, high-end designer Mm -hmm. bag, but not on developing themselves. And I I was that person. Yeah. I was 100% that person. And now 
it's so fun. It's so funny that you said that because I still spend a lot of money on going to concerts because I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan. So I literally travel the world. You are? I am too. We need to go. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll travel, I will literally travel around the world to see Dave Matthews. Yeah. And now I've shifted from, I still do that because that's not something I'm willing to give up, but I don't spend as much money on handbags because I'd rather yeah. spend the money on bettering myself. Because really, a handbag is great, but it's not making me a better person. Uh-huh. So I've shifted and I've, you know, started to spend money more on personal development than I did on shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, so because that's become more important to me because I use shopping as a way to feel good because for that like instant gratification. Yeah. But now I go shopping and I'm like, eh, there's not much. I'm good. And it's crazy. And I've, sh- and I've shifted from buying clothes and like accessories to buying self-development books yeah. you know? so, like, and that's been over the past two years since sorry I don't know if you just heard that the cat's running around like crazy that's okay <laughs> <laughs> but I and I to, to date so I started my Tony journey in November 2016 to date I've attended every single um seminar except business mastery and I'm doing that in August oh how cool yeah and my ultimate goal now is to be, be a senior leader with the Tony Robbins organization. Awesome. Um, so I, I just, I'm on the leadership path and I just got back from date with destiny leadership two days ago. And it, <laughs> you guys hear that? I don't That's know. That's okay. Um, um, but it's just been like, it's just been a game changer and uh, it just has been, it's, I mean, I've met, I met you Brooke because yeah. of it. But I, I've met so many amazing people. And the thing I love the most about it, not only like bettering myself and, and living life to the fullest every day, but the friendships that I've made with people are deeper and more authentic than a lot of relationships I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. And now I have friends around the world, yeah. literally like around the world. I could go to a handful of countries and, and have friends there now. Mm-hmm. And that has to be easily one of my favorite things about the journey that I've been on. That's so amazing. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, there is like a stigma for a lot of people about personal development. And I really feel like Tony Robbins in particular. Yeah, and for sure. The thing is, is people will get snippets or I don't even want to go into it, but there was something that happened at um, UPW uh, well, Jesse, okay. in March. And it was blown out of proportion. I was there too. And, yes. And I'm thinking like, uh, this is out of context that people take snippets and then they make this huge assumption of it's a cult or all kinds of Kool Aid. You drink the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid. Yeah. I drank the Kool-Aid then, mm-hmm. but I'm a better person. And I'm I not too. And yeah. um, I just love that you shared that because there's a lot of people who are like this. They're like, I can't look at that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, it's specifically Tony Robbins or it's specific to um, personal development or whatever. Just like mm-hmm. I'm connected more to myself and mm-hmm. to people around and to my belief system and everything for sure because I choose to like you were saying invest in yourself and shopping doesn't isn't 
I still like to shop, but it doesn't, it's not the fulfillment that it used to give me. No. Yeah. You know? I agree. No. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think for me, part of the reason why, like now that we're talking, part of the reason I was also very hesitant to tell people is because going to a personal development seminar, whether it's Tony Robbins or like anybody, yeah. whoever is doing it, mm -hmm. it can be really scary because you might find something out about yourself that you don't really want to admit or deal with. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that like, that was a really big reason why I was so hesitant to do it in the first place. And why I was like, I'm not into self-help yeah. because I was afraid of what was going to come up right. and what so, I was going to find out about myself. So, and, yeah. No, go ahead. I'll let you and, and I found out there was nothing to be scared of. Yeah. It, I was just getting rid of old stories mm -hmm. and habits and patterns and making new ones. Yeah. And while it can be painful to, to deal with that stuff, in the end, the end result is so amazing and beautiful that it's worth going through that temporary pain to get to the other side of it. Well, that's such a great point. I think that we hold on to old stories and just like bullshit is what it is. Yeah. We hold on to this stuff and really we're prolonging. We're living in suffering. We're living at a deficit. We're living in pain or whatever. Um, whereas, you know, we do that long term if we don't deal with it. Or mm -hmm. we could go to uh somebody who can help us work through stuff or an event or what is whatever self-development and maybe just have some uncomfortable feelings sad anger pain whatever for like an hour mm -hmm. or 10 minutes and you're done with it yeah you and let go yeah and that's really what I've learned with Tony. Now, I can't even believe I forgot to mention this because I was I wanted to get to the Tony stuff so quick but because of Tony Robbins and what I've been learning, I decided to become a coach. So I went through um, IPEC training and now I'm a certified life coach all because of the Tony stuff. Like I was like, I want to do that and I want to help people. And that's part of the leadership track too, is you learn how Tony does what he does. Yeah. You learn the, the, the seven master steps to change. You learn skills and tools to help people make, get breakthroughs and move forward and, change their language, their physiology, what they focus on. So all of it together is just, it's, it just makes, I don't know. It just makes me feel good to know that I have the skills now to yeah. help people get past their bullshit really and yeah. have breakthroughs. And get rid of the story. Because so, a lot of times people just identify, like Brooke, you just said a few minutes ago, people identify and they hold on to that story. That's like who they are. I'm the person yeah. that, you know, had XYZ happen to me when I was a child and I can't make it further in life because of some type of trauma that happened when I was a child. So are we going to hold on to that or are we going to choose to say, okay, it's time to face it head on and let's just move through it because you don't have to stay there. It's a choice if you stay there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And can I tell a quick, another quick story of a yeah. breakthrough I had at yeah. Date with Destiny? So Tony takes us through this exercise where you go back to your earliest memory. Um, you remember Brooke? Oh my gosh. That, okay. So my husband was like, what was your breakthrough? What was your breakthrough? That was absolutely, there were several little ones and, and bigger ones. That meditation or that exercise was a huge, that was the biggest breakthrough I had. Yeah. So I had this, so 
this, this was the second time I did that, that closed eye exercise. Mm -hmm. Same memory came up, but this time, the second time it came, I, I had a bigger breakthrough. Oh. It takes you back. So my, my memory was, I was between three and four and I was, my mom put me to bed and somehow in my sleep, I got to the end of the bed and all, all tangled up in the sheets and the, I couldn't make my work. I was scared. I was yelling for my mom and dad. I was like, help me, help me. I can't get out. And nobody came. Mm. And what felt like a lifetime for a three or four year old. Yeah. And my sister was in the room in her crib because she was between one and two. Mm -hmm. And all I can remember is nobody came to help me. So that, so in that moment, my silly mind and my unconscious decided, well, nobody came. So that means they don't love me. Nobody came, that means I was abandoned. Nobody came, that means I'm not worth them hearing, right? Yeah. So when Tony was doing this exercise, he goes, well, that wasn't actually your first memory. What happened right before it is your earliest memory. So then I, he's like, what happened? I was like, well, my mom tucked me in, she kissed me goodnight. We must most likely read a book together. So my earliest memory is really that I am loved and I and worthy and, oh my God, I'm getting, the, I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, me too. I'm getting yeah, chills. Me too. Holy crap. And then realize, like, and I didn't have that the first time I went through the exercise. I was stuck on the story. But this last time I was like, oh my God, you, you were loved. You are loved by your parents. Yeah. And it literally shaped my whole entire life. Because yeah, I'm not worthy. I'm not loved enough. I'm not worth it. And that's such crap. Yeah. It's such crap. It is. So my, when we did that, <clears throat> my first memory was probably about the same age and my parents didn't want to wake up in the morning. And so I went to the living room and I was playing and I did something I wasn't supposed to. I made this big mess and I was like, but my memory was nobody wants to be awake with me. I'm not enough. I'm not, you know, whatever my mind put together. Like I, they don't care. Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, um, <clears throat> So exactly, you go back, and um, I kid you not, my first memory is I'm probably like one years old, somewhere around then, maybe a little younger, and my dad is carrying me into a restaurant, and I don't feel good, and I, it's like dark, which is really weird. I remember this. I really remember this at such a young age, and I threw up all over my dad. And, um, that's not like a, an exciting memory, but the, the fact is, is my dad was holding me, not my mom, my dad was, which I'm not telling the whole story, but there's a lot of trauma that I went through with my dad and abandonment and all kinds of stuff. But the, the fact is, is that my dad was carrying me. So if he was carrying me and then was holding me after I'd thrown up, well, he probably loved me quite a bit. Yes. And so as I got older, things happened and there was a lot of trauma and I lived in this story, but the truth is ultimately, maybe he doesn't know how to love me healthy, but he's actually always loved me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. was like, wow, it's so beautiful. And you were just sharing before we got on that you watched people walk into date with destiny ashen and gray yes will you share that again yeah so for me being being part of the leadership mastery program part i mean i participated in date with destiny but also part of my 
role was to support and serve the people on my team. So the day one, every, you know, when you get into your team, it's, you know, that first night you're like, Oh my God, what's going on? I don't understand. It's, it's a little bit like there's a lot of uncertainty going on. And for yeah. a lot of people, that's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So every, like everybody had these looks on their face, like, Oh my God, I don't, what am I doing here? And they did, they have like this ashen gray look. And the same thing for the next morning when we got together as a team, they all walked in and they're, they're kind of hesitant. They, they look, they just didn't look healthy. Quite yeah. frankly, like, there was a lot of like, just not healthy looking faces. And as each day went on, you would see faces soften. You would see more twinkle in the eyes. You would see, you know, more smiling, more laughing. And by the last day, people's skin tone was completely pink and rosy and happy. And their eyes were full of life. And the smiles on their face were just, I, it's so hard to put into words because it was so visual what I was seeing, but it was just the most beautiful thing to see all of these people shift that much in six days. Yeah. It it really, and, and just how excited they are for the next step in their lives and to go home and, and implement all the changes they've made and live life. And, and quite frankly, live their date with destiny. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I mean, it's got to be my favorite event because it just, even for me, the changes that happened to me from this year, to, from last year to this year, like my things just completely shifted mm-hmm. and it, it's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love your, I love that you're passionate about it. Yeah, it was, it was one of the, it has to be hands down one of the top five experiences of my life. Yeah. Jess? Me? Jess. Have you been? I haven't been. So I've been to UPW. I've been to UPW twice. And I will say just, I had a, I think it was a year and a half difference, but just knowing what was going to happen the second time and like having this anticipation, but I didn't remember all the fine details. And Mm -hmm. so it was like I was going through it again for the first time. And just the shift was so dramatically different the second time. I mean, it was big the first time, but the second time was even bigger. And then yeah. just listening to Brooke and, you know, her husband's experience this week. And I'm like, I really want to go. And my husband's been to the business mastery and okay. I told him I would love to go to the date with destiny. And so I spoke with him about it this morning because he was gone this week too. And he just got back last night and goes, okay, well, let's do it. I do mean, it. It's, it's just that easy, you know, let's, let's do it. I said, okay. So we're going to make the time to do that. And Yay. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I, I drink the Kool-Aid. I like the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid's good. I feel like it's good and important to invest in yourself and just yeah. take that time and energy and money. I mean, he has these events all over the world. So you could probably piggyback on the front end or the back end. Cause I'm sure after being done with the, with the event, having a couple days of letdown on the beach in Palm Beach would not be a bad thing to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> so just, no. you know, and just be able to really reflect on some of the championships. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I really look forward to going. Oh, well, I hope you're there in this, this in December, 2019, cause I'll be there and hopefully as a senior leader. Oh, oh my gosh. That would be awesome. Yeah. That's, what, that's my goal. Yay. So I'm trying to get Jess. Maybe she could crew sometime too. Crewing is amazing. It's a totally different experience, but it's so freaking good. unbelievably fun. Just, 
just to put all the spotlight on Jess. Jess, date with destiny. And well, we've on. said 2019 is going to be the premier self-care year for Jess. Yes. yes. Actually doing a little bit more and a little bit more, but I'm excited. Well, there's three UPWs in 2019 in the States. I'm not going to another UPW. I'm, I'm leveling up. I could crew. Yes, you're right. I could crew. You there's can one crew. And also three of you. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, people that might be listening have no idea what crewing is. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, let's what just go ahead and clarify. <laughs> so crewing is after you've attended the event, then you can go volunteer your time and um, help create the atmosphere for the event and really be, um, I'm trying to think of the right way to, to put it, um, really a holding space for the people that are there. Mm -hmm. I think when I attended, I had no idea why, honestly, when I went to UBW the first time, I was really irritated by all the people who were in the crowd dancing the crew members specifically because Tony wasn't even out on stage yet. There's nothing even happening. The music was getting louder mm -hmm. and people were already dancing. And I'm like, that's really stupid. <laughs> I was too good. I'm not kidding. I was too good for that. In my mind, I was like that we are adults. Like, why are you dancing? And, um, honestly, like within like, halfway through the first day my husband was like um these are your people <laughs> no they're not like, sure? <laughs> like yeah this is totally you um you know this is your thing like I wouldn't be surprised if you came back in crude and you were dancing before anybody else is dancing and I'm like maybe um, <laughs> but anyway that's totally besides the point um I think crewing is so fun because you get to help create that space. And I know, Kim, you crew in a different way than I do. I like to crew back behind the scenes mm -hmm. and um, helping do different things that are top secret fun. Yes, yes. Um, I, I'm more of in, I like to be in the room yeah. doing, being a mic runner. Yeah. And then really see the transformation of people walking in at registration. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like, I'm not doing a fire walk. <laughs> and I was like, okay, just, you don't have to do it, but just keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. And then seeing them after the fire walk, and oftentimes they'll remember you, yeah. but I won't remember them because you register so many people that it's hard to remember everybody. And they're like, you're right. I'm so glad I did it. And they look different. Yeah. Yeah. So just to be part yeah. of that change, just to be part of the shift, which is what yeah. you're doing now in coaching, you know? So yeah. tell us a little bit briefly, like what specifically do you focus on so that with people coaching? can reach out to you and, you know, learn more? So with you, you mean in terms of my coaching? You. Yeah. How can, yeah. So I really, I, I really want and like to work with women mm -hmm. and helping them to move forward out of their old story and become empowered. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really what, where I am right now. Wonderful. That's so awesome. That's so great. There's, there are going to be women who listen to that and listen to this and they need that. Yes. They're listening, they're living in their old story. And so if you're listening, Kim's your woman, Kim's your coach. Yes. 
And if you know somebody, if you know somebody that needs a shift or you're tired of hearing the same old story every time you get together with your girlfriends and this one person just like oh, yeah. in that story, we all have yeah. one. I know. Oh yeah. Sure so do. Let's, let's share this podcast with them. Let's share. I am so excited to be sharing with you that these ladies lit some fire under my rear end and I'm going to be crewing with them at UPWLA in March 2018. I'm really excited about that to be on the other side, the giving side. My next question to you is, what are you doing to invest in you? Are you investing in you? Did Kim's story light fire in you as well? I'm really interested in hearing about that. So until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Unveiled Sisterhood podcast. For show notes, links, and upcoming retreat details, and other awesome resources, head on over to our website, unveiledbridetribe.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to the both of us if you'd take a minute to leave a review. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so that you can listen to next time as we share more amazing stories. Mm